Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from the book of Esther how the Jews had a friend in Esther who had access to the king who could save them with a new decree. This message is available for free download at friendshipwithgod.org and on iTunes. Do you have a friend that's Jewish that needs to be reached with the gospel? Tom Cantor would like to help you to reach them with a gift from Israel Restoration Ministries, a gospel DVD, and a booklet of his life story and testimony on receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior, as well as other materials. Now, we can get that to you free if you contact us today at 1-800-247-3051. 1-800-247-3051. Let us know where we can mail this information to your Jewish friend, or we can send it to you to give to them. Call us now or after the program at 1-800-247-3051, 1-800-247-3051, or you can fill out our online form at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. We can also use your support to continue this Bible teaching radio program and evangelical ministry going out to the Jew first with the gospel. Go to friendshipwithgod.org to donate online. That's friendshipwithgod.org, or again, call us at 1-800-247-3051 to donate or to get that free gift for your lost Jewish friend to give to them so that they might be saved. Now, here's Tom Cantor with today's teaching message from the book of Esther. Now, not only do the Jewish people not know that there was a person named Haman, that the Haman was their enemy, that Haman had access to the king, that he was using his access to the king to malign and to accuse them, that he was working very hard to get them destroyed, that he had succeeded in getting a decree for their destruction. But the Jewish people also did not know that they had a friend named Esther. As it says in Esther 2.10, Esther had not shown, showed her people nor her kindred, for Mordecai had charged her, she should not show it. But she loved her people. She loved the Jewish people. She cared for their well-being. She was a friend of Israel. And just as the Jewish people were not aware that there was a person named Esther who was their friend, man is not aware, for the most part, that they have a friend in the Lord Jesus Christ. As it says in Romans 5, 6-8, when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God, God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God commendeth his love toward us. God showed his love toward us. God showed his friendship toward us. In John 15, 15, he says, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. What a statement. I have called you friends. God calls us friends. I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. 1 John 2, 1. My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. We have a friend with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. The one who said, I've called you friends, he's our friend. No, not only do the Jewish people not know, there was a person named Haman. Haman was their enemy. Haman had access to the king. Haman was using his access to the king to malign and accuse them. 
Haman was working very hard to get the Jewish people destroyed. Haman had succeeded in getting a decree of their destruction. But the Jewish people, they didn't know this also, had a friend named Esther. But the Jewish people also did not know that their friend Esther had access to the king. As it says in in Esther 2.17, the king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all virgins, so that he set royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. The friend of the Jewish people, Esther, was in a perfect place with access to the king to help the Jewish people. And just as the Jewish people were not aware that they had a friend Esther, and that their friend Esther had access to the king. So all men today, for the most part, are not aware that the Lord Jesus Christ is the one of the persons of the Eloheinu Godhead that are Echad, referred to in the Shema, as it says in John 1, 1 through 2, in the beginning was the Word, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. Access. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So, not only did the Jewish people not know that there was a person named Haman, that Haman was their enemy, that Haman had access to the king. Haman was using his access to malign and accuse them. Haman was working very hard to get the Jewish people destroyed. Haman had succeeded in getting a decree for their destruction. The people had a, Jewish people had a friend named Esther, that their friend had access, Esther had access to the king. But the Jewish people also did not know that their friend Esther had this access and she was working for the benefit of the Jewish people. They didn't know. And it says in Esther 5, 1 through 2, Now it came to pass on the third day, Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house. Why? For the Jewish people. Over against the king's house, and the king sat upon the royal throne in the royal house, over against the gate of the house. And it was so, when the king saw Esther, the queen, standing in the court, which, by the way, was at risk to her life, that she obtained favor in his sight, and the king held out the, to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. So as the Jewish people were not aware that Esther had used her access for the Jewish people, the Jewish people and all people today are not aware what the Lord Jesus Christ did when it says in Isaiah 53, 12, he made intercession for the transgressors. In Hebrews 7, 25, wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost to come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Him hath God exalted, Acts 5.31. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. So, not only did the Jewish people not know that there was a man named Haman, that Haman was their enemy, that Haman had access to the king, that Haman was using his access to the king to malign and accuse them. Haman was working very hard to get them destroyed. Haman had succeeded in getting a decree for their destruction. That they had a friend named Esther. Esther had access to the king. Esther used her access for the Jewish people. But the Jewish people were not aware of just how hard Esther was working for them and the great struggle that she was undergoing for them. And they weren't aware. It says in Esther 4.16 when she said to her Mordecai, Go gather all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also... 
and my maidens will fast likewise. No water for three days. So will I go unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. And just as the Jewish people were not aware of the great struggle that Esther was going through for them, for their benefit, they didn't know when she was saying words like, if I perish, I perish. So the Jewish people today, and most people today, are not aware of the great struggle that the Lord Jesus Christ went through when it was recorded in Luke twenty-two fourteen, And he being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And the struggle that he went through to remain the spotless Lamb of God, to stay qualified as the Lamb of God. You know, it says, it says, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. You really could put in there the word qualified. Behold the qualified Lamb of God. And that was a great struggle for him to remain sinless and spotless. And when he was there and he was tempted of the, of the devil in the wilderness in Matthew 4, the first 11 verses of Matthew 4, it talks about how he was tested and how he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and he was hungry, and the tempter came to try to sully him, to try to defile him, and to say, look, if you're the son of God, forget about God. Just go to say the word, and the stones will be made bread. And he, but he stayed unsullied. He stayed clean when he said, man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And then when he was taken up into the high mountain, and... and um, and taken up into the holy city and set on the pinnacle of the temple. And then the devil said to him, in an effort to sully him, in an effort to defile him, in an effort to disqualify him as the Lamb of God. And he said, if you're the Son of God, then cast yourself down. Why? It's written. He'll give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they'll bear thee up, lest any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. What's this we see? Satan with the King James Bible under his arm? <laughs> He's quoting the scripture. But he did. And he said, do it. You'll be recognized. You won't have to be despised and rejected. And he said, so he said, but he said, no, it's written. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And then he took him up into the exceeding high mountain. And he showed him all the kingdoms of the, world, of the world and the glory of them. And said, all these things will I give you if you fall down and worship me. Just say no to God. And fall down and worship me. You get it all. Then said Jesus unto them, Get thee hence, Satan, for it's written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, him only shalt thou serve. The devil left him, verse 11, and the angels came and ministered to him. Why? He was exhausted. He was poured out because he was keeping himself clean and unsullied so that he, he was working very hard. And that's what he said. So finally, why was he working so hard? Because he wanted to come to the point where he would come in, in John 17, 4 and speak to the Father and said, Father, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. What was the work that he gave him to? Part of that work, stay clean, son. Stay unsullied. Stay qualified. So that when, when I bring you to the cross, son, that when they put the nails down, that we can look and say, behold, the Lamb of God taking away the sin of the world. And he did. And nothing thrilled him more than to come to the Father and say, I did it. I finished it. I finished it. So not only did the Jewish people not know, there was a man named Haman. Haman was their enemy. Haman had access to the king. Haman was using his access to the king to malign and accuse them. 
Haman was working very hard to get them destroyed. Haman had succeeded in getting the decree for their destruction. Esther was their friend. They didn't know. Esther had access to the king. Esther had used her access for, to the king for their benefit. Esther struggled and worked so hard for their benefit. It was kind of, I feel like singing, Chad God Yo, Chad God Yo, if you know that song. But anyway, it's a, it's, it's, not, it's, a, it's about the Passover song. But it's just, you know, the, my, the little kid, my, my little goat my dad bought for two zizim and the cat ate the goat, and the dog bit the cat, and they burned the stick, and the stick hit the dog. And anyway, it goes on and on. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. Just to, so, but just as they were not aware of how Esther and Mordecai had succeeded in getting this new decree for the Jewish people. They didn't know. But it says in Esther 8.8, 8, Write ye also for the Jews as it liketh you in the king's name, and seal it with the king's ring. For the writing which is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's ring may no man reverse. And he wrote in the king Ahasuerus' name and sealed it with the king's ring, Esther 8.10, and sent letters by post and so forth. When the king granted the Jews which were in every city to gather themselves together, to stand for their life, destroy, slay, and cause to perish all the power of the people and province that would assault them, just as the Jewish people were not aware that a new decree had been written to save them, so the Jewish people, and most people today, are not aware that a new decree has been made to save them, sealed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. What's the new decree? Matthew 26, 28. He holds up a cup. He said, this is the blood of of the New Testament, the uh, mercy covenant. This is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. All right, now that completes our review. Now we're ready to start our new material. (laughs) It's a big disadvantage every time we have to do this once a month because then I have to do this. All right, now, so what we find here in Esther chapter 9, we're at verse 2, is that the Jewish people decided to act on the second decree. Look what it says. The, Jew, the Jews gather themselves together in their cities throughout all the provinces of the king Hashuerus to lay hand on such as sought their hurt, and no man could withstand them, for the fear of them fell upon all people. So they did not decide to disregard the first degree and to say, ah, oh, well, it'll never happen, never happen, for their destruction. No, they took it seriously. And they decided to act on the second decree. And in the same way, the first step for anyone to be saved is, is to determine that he's going to go through with receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. Then he becomes like that Ethiopian eunuch who it says in Acts 8.36, as they went on their way, they came into a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here's water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? That's the picture we get, the decision, the decisiveness we see in that Ethiopian eunuch. He says, wait, I've been listening to everything you've been saying. What hinders me from going forward? And anyone who comes to the Lord Jesus Christ has to go through that step of decisive, making the decision, me. And that determination has to happen. That determination has to happen before Romans 10, 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 
the heart man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Whosoever therefore, Matthew 10, 32, whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him, not they, but him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. Whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Very personal, very individual decision. Is it, but what we see is that as soon as they decided to act on the decree, they were marvelously helped. It's miraculous. We see this in, in verses 2 and 3. The Jews gather themselves together throughout all the provinces and, and so forth. And, and it says, No man could withstand them, for the fear of them fell upon all men. Last part of verse 2, Esther 9. No man could withstand them, for the fear of them fell upon all people. Jews aren't really known as being a very warlike people. I don't know why the people should be afraid, but God made them afraid. Verse 3, And all the rulers of the provinces and the lieutenants and the deputies and the officers of the king helped the Jews because the fear of Mordecai fell upon them. And the help came. As soon as they made the decision, help came. And in the same way, when anyone turns to the Lord Jesus Christ, though impossible it might look, to come and be, and, and be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. God sends help. God helps those people. God marvelously helps a person. It says in 2 Chronicles 32.8, With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us. That's what Hezekiah told people and when Sennacherib was all against them. He said, the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. What were the words they rested themselves? God will help us. He'll help us. When we're helpless, he'll help us. I remember when my little grandson, Jeremy, little guy, not very big, and he climbed up on top of this rock in our house, and he couldn't get down. And I walked by, and he said, can you help me? (laughs) I thought to myself, oh, that I might say that to God. Oh, that we might say that to God. And too often we say, no, that's okay, God, I can take care of this. But this is what he said. He says, listen, don't look at the amount of the trouble. Look at the amount of help. Because with us is the Lord our God to help us. Genesis 49, 25, when Jacob was blessing Joseph, and he says, even by the God of thy father who shall help thee, and by the Almighty who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above. Psalm 46, 1 God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, or a help in the nick of time, just in the nick of time. In uh, Psalm 109, 26, Help me, O Lord, my God, O save me according to thy mercy. Psalm 146, 5, Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope in the Lord is God. Isaiah 41, 10, Fear not, fear thou not, for I am with thee, Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. So what does it mean? I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And then Isaiah 41, 13, For the Lord thy God will hold thy hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Isn't that wonderful? That's the encouragement that God sees. He said, give me your hand. Oh, little Jeremy. Give me your hand, Jeremy. Don't be afraid. I will help you. That's what God does. He takes our hand. He says, and he says, fear not, I will, for I will help thee. 
We saw that when the, in the prodigal son's father, when it says in Luke 15, 20, he was just starting to approach, and maybe he was worried about, what am I going to say? How's this going to go? The prodigal son, he's, he's coming home. He's been so terrible. And it says there in, in 15, 20, when he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a, a great way off, far away, his father saw him way out there. And he had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. What's that? The help of his fathers, the help of God. But what we saw here in this passage in Esther 9 is that the Jews had to fight. They did not float. They fought their way to safety. It says that in 9.5. It says that the Jews smote all their enemies with the stroke of the sword and slaughter and destruction. And did that what they would unto those that hated them. In verse 15 it says, For the Jews that were in Shushan gathered themselves together on the 14th day also of Adar and slew 300 men in Shushan, but on their prey they had not laid their hands. So just as the Jewish people had to fight to be saved, no one floats into heaven. Everybody fights to get in there. Everybody fights to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Just with a Jewish person yesterday, a lot of issues. Hooked on heroin, making money the wrong way, a lot of things. Science, education, evolution, met at over the Creation Museum. And I explained to this person, nobody floats into their decision to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody fights, and you have to fight. And you have to fight your obstacles. You have to fight your demons. You have to fight the science that says evolution is the way and the Bible is not true. You have to fight your addictions. You have to fight your past lifestyle. You have to fight this I am Jewish and Jews don't accept Christ. Because for everyone, it's a battle. They have to fight to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Just like it says and Paul told them in Acts 14.22, he said he confirmed the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Fight! In Matthew 7.13, when he said, Enter ye in at the straight gate. Wides the gate and broads the way that leads to destruction. That's easy. But straight is the gate, very narrow, Narrow is the way which leads to life. Few there be that find it. Why? Because you have to fight. He said unto them, Lord, in Luke 13, 23, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in, shall not be able. Shall not be able. Well, as far as we'll go this morning, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you're a God of help. And we need help. We need help. We need Jesus every day. And Lord, help us to never graduate from our position of needing help. Help us, Lord, to always remember how much we need you. And help us, Lord, to be helpers of those who also need help, the help of God. We thank you, Lord, for how you help the Jewish people When we weren't even aware of it, God commended his love to us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And while the Jews were not aware at all of what was going on for them, enemy was at work, but God was at work through an Esther and brought about their salvation. Thank you, Lord, for being the God who cares. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you for joining Tom Cantor and the Friendship with God radio program today. We'd like to encourage you to make a contribution to this radio program right now. 100% of it will go to keeping this Bible teaching radio program on the air in your city on this station. And it will also have a matching donation of 100% towards Israel Restoration Ministries and our Jewish Evangelism Outreach that reaches over 1.5 million lost Jewish people a year with the gospel, as well as many Gentiles. And we do that through our Israel Restoration Ministries missionaries. Now, we'd like to encourage you to give your donation. 100% of it is tax deductible, and none of it goes towards administration costs. So go to friendshipwithgod.org. You can donate online. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or call us now at 1-800-247-3051. 1-800-247-3051. If you call us right now with a donation of $10 or more, we have two resources from Tom Cantor that we'll give to you. How Would You Learn the Meaning of Isaiah 53? and Tom Cantor's personal testimony of how a Jew came to know and put his trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll receive both of these for a $10 or more donation to the Friendship with God radio program. And you'll receive a matching donation from Israel Restoration Ministries towards Jewish Evangelism Outreach. So help us to reach the Jew first with the gospel. We're reaching millions around the world. We need your help and support to reach the Jew first as well as the Greek with the gospel. Call us today at one 800 247 3051. A donation of $10 or more will send you those two resources from Tom Cantor, 1-800-247-3051. Or again, you can donate online or use our online bookstore to order Tom Cantor's materials at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can sign up for Tom Cantor's daily devotional verse while you're there, donate online, or send a gift to a Jewish person for free, 1-800-247-3051. 1-800-247-3051 or friendshipwithgod.org. Thanks for listening and join us next week.